Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 66, The Talking Stick. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today, where we are going to explore a very awesome communication tool called the talking stick. The talking stick is cool. It is very cool. It does work. We've used it, so we're going to share. Yes. So Nick and I just got back um, from a small family vacation to Lake Powell, and as we were leaving, we stopped to get some gas and snacks. And we ended up at a stop that also had a ton of souvenirs from kind of the area of Lake Powell and a lot of Native American stuff. So, of course, we were all very fascinated by everything we saw in there. Especially. (laughs) Especially me. I was very fascinated by a lot of weapons. (laughs) And I got, what what did I get? (laughs) You got a turquoise bracelet i've been wanting an awesome piece of native american jewelry for a while and i got a cool tur- it's got seven turquoise stones in, in some sterling silver and so i'm going down that road i'm going down the native american like turquoise jewelry road yes. i think it's awesome yes it was very awesome and so yes i found this one section where i was really enjoying all the trinkets that they had there and i was fascinated by some of the weapons I kept showing you, I was like, look at this. It was like a stick with a huge rock on it that looked like it could like really. Crack a skull? Uh, yeah, pretty much crack a skull. And I really wanted that. And I held off on the, the skull cracker for now. But <laughs> I on the same rock, I looked down and I saw something that really caught my eye. And as I looked closer, I was like, oh, my gosh, this looks this looks like a talking stick. I think I'm going to buy one and use it as a talking stick. And um, I was super excited because I loved the colors. They had a huge variety. And so I picked it up and was walking around with it. And as we went to check out, the cashier kind of piped up when he saw me holding it. And he said, ooh, the talking stick. Now, most people that I talk to... Um, they a lot of times they've never even heard of a talking stick, but this guy actually called it a talking stick. And I said, oh, you know about the talking stick? And he said, yes. And he's like, that is a talking stick. <laughs> and I said, oh, I didn't know. And then he showed me, you know, the little tag on it that actually said, you know, a Native American talking stick. And I was so excited because I've read about the talking stick. We've used the talking stick I had just never seen one live to purchase. You made a talking stick early on in our marriage. Yes. You made it. I made one. But this one is way more legit, I think. (laughs) Not that your talking stick wasn't great. (laughs) Right. Because you can kind of use anything as a talking stick. But this is like, this is really cool. Yeah, this was like a real talking stick. It wasn't like Shelly's Crafting Time 101. But I did enjoy that. So I encourage everyone after you listen through this, if you want to make one, hey, it's time to get your craft on and make a talking stick. But this isn't just a craft. This is for real. This really is a helpful thing. And 
I think we we haven't used it for a while. Right. But I think one of the reasons we haven't is because we have used the strategy for so yeah. long. But I do want to just point out that once you learn it, it's okay if you fall out of the habit. It's really easy to get back into it. Well, one of the things that I've realized is even with this podcast and when we're as we're working on you know, this endeavor of creating this business and creating coaching tools. I, I tend to talk over Shelly sometimes. Like when I get excited, you know, I'll jump in when she's right in the middle of a thought and I'll interrupt her. And it's not, this can be a little for as serious conversations as you can think of, right? This, this can be used in a discussion about some of the most intense conversations and it's really helpful, but it also can be used for things like that. And so I like I like having the talking stick back, even though we've been using the same method and and this tool of taking turns and making sure we hear each other. I think when we get excited, even in a positive way, it's like when we're doing this podcast, we should probably be using the talking stick because <laughs> I don't want to interrupt you and you don't really you're way more patient. You don't interrupt me nearly as much, but I'm still working on this, especially when I get excited. Well, and I think it, that just brings up a good point, like the talking stick is not always used when there's something negative. Like the the whole philosophy of how it's used is for awesome communication. And can you be used to spank? <laughs> I did not expect you to spank. <laughs> there's an added bonus. <laughs> Sorry. An added bonus there. Um, okay, so I just wanted to read the little um, tag about what it says about the Native American talking stick. Okay, it says a talking stick is used during a tribal council meeting. Whoever possesses the talking stick is given the floor to speak his or her piece. Now, I want to pause here for a second because the way that the word piece is used here, when I first read it, I was like, oh, you get to speak your piece, like your part, which is true. That's the whole point of it. But they actually have written the word peace, P-E-A-C-E. It's to speak your peace. Mm -hmm. So I also I loved that double meaning there. It goes on to say, no one else may speak while the talking stick is held by another person. The talking stick is passed around the room so that all are given equal opportunity to speak. Its purpose is to ensure order during council meetings that affect all members of the tribe. And I love that because it ensures that everyone gets to be heard. Everyone gets to share their thoughts, their opinions, their ideas, their feelings, and they will all be heard. None of them are going to be dismissed. I also love that um, this method uh, is, it sets people up for learning how to listen with respect. And I'm sure the younger generation were taught this from a very young age. And so I love that as they're talking about here at the end of this pamphlet, it affects all members of the tribe. Think about kids who watch their parents have a discussion using the concepts of the talking stick. They are going to learn, even if you, whether you sit down and teach it to them, you know, just step-by-step step, or they just witness it and are being shown it through example, they're learning. And that 
That includes all members of the tribe, of the family tribe. They're learning that every single person has something valuable to say. And you know what? Maybe if I have a talking stick and I say my, and I speak my piece, maybe it's not as valuable in that moment, but at least the time that I'm given is valuable and, and I can say what I want. And sometimes it might be valuable, sometimes not. But I think the other thing that's really important here is that as somebody who just wants to say what's on my mind, I just want to get this out. I want to say this so bad, but you've got the talking stick. I found that what I'm thinking in my mind changes, not that I'm just going to go along with what you're saying, but it is definitely shaped more and more the more I listen to what you say and vice versa, right? So what you think about me and my intentions and the things that you assume, all the thoughts, the blame, all those things can easily be tweaked, even if it's not completely in that one moment. But there's no way that we can have thoughts that are effective on our own. We have to listen. Right. And another thing I liked in, you know, the description of the talking stick is that, you know, the Native Americans believed that once they created this talking stick, and it's almost like they dedicated the talking stick, but that it would be imbued with spiritual qualities. Um, and that they would be led to make good decisions. So I love that part of the talking stick. And I think I don't, I may not have been taught that concept when I first learned about it 20 years ago, but I love to incorporate that now. Like it's not only about good communication, but that there's also good decision making abilities that come with it and that you can be spiritually led to make good decisions through this process. I thought that was really awesome. Now, I just want to take a minute to describe what this talking stick looks like because there's a few things that are unique to it. And so as in the descriptions of the talking stick, it says that whoever's holding the talking stick has within their hands the power of words. Now, sometimes like that's not a phrase that we use very often, the power of words, but words are very powerful. And so on this talking stick, um, it has an eagle feather and at mine actually looks like it has two eagle feathers. And it says that the point of the eagle feather is to give the speaker courage and wisdom to speak truthfully and wisely. So I love that they're saying, hey, if you're holding the talking stick, like this isn't a time to just, you know, go off on some crazy tangent. They're saying that you are supposed to speak with wisdom and with courage to speak truthfully and wisely. So to me, I really liked this part that it wasn't just a chance to be like, I'm going to vent all my stuff and I'm going to call you out on everything. It's not... It's not mean-spirited at all. And in fact, when they use the words wisely and use wisdom and courage, like there's thought behind that. This is a reminder, right? Because we, we all believe that when we have a conversation, I think most people believe that they should speak truth and speak wisely, right? And what our wisdom is may be relative to you know the other person's perception, but... This is an opportunity to be reminded before we actually, um, you know, actually start going off. 
Right. And I think it's a good time to take a step back. Okay, I have the stick. It's going to remind me. It's it's training. Yeah. And so that so it has the eagle feathers on one end of this stick, and it's wrapped. You know, it's wrapped in different types of material. It's got some turquoise beads in the middle, and it's got some. Well, mine has pink on the other ends. Maybe it looks. I don't know if it's electrical tape or what, but it's pink. It's but, leather. Oh, maybe strips of leather. It's leather. Yeah, that does look like leather, actually. And then on the other end, it has a, a little bit of rabbit fur. And it says that rabbit fur is a, to be used as a reminder that um, our words are to come from the heart. And so that's kind of how they designed um, their talking sticks. But there's one other point that it says... Um, that when you knew that you were going to come to a council meeting and that something was going to be discussed and that you would have an opportunity to have a turn and to speak your piece, it says that usually a speech was prepared before the meeting. And I really like this because it just goes back to what we were saying. Like there's some preparation involved. It's And this gives us a time to actually slow our brains down, slow our emotions down, and then to just kind of think through things and not be in a position where you're going to be angry and overreactive, but that you are coming to the table prepared with your side and your wisdom. And I just love that because I think, man, if everyone comes to the table prepared with what they believe is their wise, you know, wise valid points, how much more effective communication can be. So I loved those points, and I just wanted to make sure I shared some of the traditional Native American meanings um, behind how they designed the sticks. Anything else you want to say on that? Well, I, I definitely want to encourage people to think through how a talking stick may be effective with you and your spouse and your family. And if you, you know, if you, if you like the Native American approach, um, I think that's really cool. I think it, I think it's some, there's a lot that we can learn from, you know, different cultures. And this is one of those things that I think is brilliant. This isn't something that in our, you know, traditional American culture that we really use. Right. And I don't think this is something that's normal. I think we, we, you know, we read books like Getting to Yes, right? It's like a really popular negotiation book. And there's a, there's a bunch of other books that, that are out there that I haven't read all of them, but I've read a few and it, it really comes down to these principles, but this is so simple and it, it's very easy to understand when you're talking about something physical to hold and what it represents. And so I actually really think that you you can learn most of what there is to learn about negotiation and about having a good discussion where you're actually communicating from the talking stick. It's simple. It's not, you don't have to read a whole book about it. Like it's, yeah. a lot of it is very intuitive. Yes. Now there's, there's other things that there's, a, there's one more thing I'd like to add from, um, from the high performance coaching, um, just from that school of thought. And I would, I can add it now or else you want me to do that later. Let's, let's add that later. Okay. Let's add it later. Because but, I want to just describe okay. um, a few of the ground rules. Okay. And Let's then I think going. we could discuss how it all ties in. All right. Um, so I think the first time I learned about this was when I was taking classes at BYU for 
my degree, Marriage, Family, and Human Development. And I was so inspired by it that I, like you said, I made my own. And it was just like a little piece of wood, and I found another wood heart, like at Michael's, and I glued it on there. You sure you didn't just buy it at, like, um, what's the bear store that you liked? <laughs> the quilted bear. The quilted bear. bear. I was obsessed with the quilted bear. But, no, just I kidding. think I, I just bought it at Michael's, <laughs> and I just wrote on there, the Anderson family talking stick. Like, that was yeah. it. You know, it took me, like, literally three minutes to make it. And then I explained it to you, and I was like, I think we should do this. And so I was explaining it, kind of like the rules and how it works. And you were like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. And then I remember a couple days later, you and I were out. I think we were out on a date and we were not agreeing on something. But again, this was so long ago. It was like 18 years ago. I don't even remember the topic. We clearly were not seeing eye to eye. And I think we were both starting to get a little heated and I remember like there was a moment where you were frustrated and you kind of started looking around the car and you just you saw your wallet and you just grabbed it and you held it up and you're like, this is our talking stick. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just we kind of went right into that mode. We knew exactly what to do at that moment. And I was like, this is so awesome. You don't have to like go and find your exact talking stick to use the skill and the method and you grabbed a wallet and it worked. So that was like 18 years ago. And mm -hmm. so this I is something. That was the face tattoo incident. Face tattoo. What do you was mean? That I don't when remember. I was trying to get my face tattoo <laughs> and you didn't like. No. Oh, that was a different one. That must've been a different one. Thank I don't goodness remember. you didn't let me get my face tattoo. That would have ruined a lot of things. Yes. Yes. I think that would have. We would have had some interesting conversations after that. <laughs> Anyways, I think that in today's world, something like as simple as this can be so helpful, especially when in school, we're rarely taught how to listen carefully to our peers, be able to take what they said and reflect it back, and then see if we got it right. We're not taught how to do this. We're not taught how to navigate all of our negative emotions and what to do when we don't agree with someone. Usually we're just taught very cut and dry stuff like share your stuff <laughs> or did somebody hurt your feelings? Like, But then, you know, it's like sharing everything at all times is not always the answer. And we lose out on so many skills if that's like, we'll just share it. When we don't know if it was stolen or if there was something negotiated or talked about beforehand, like there's so much that we lose out on. And this gives us the opportunity to kind of come back to it. Can I add something? Here? Yes. You know, I, for those of, of us who are striving to become more like Jesus, and we are, and those of us who believe in the commandment to love God first and then love our neighbor. I I find for myself, I'll speak for myself that it's hard to love God and my neighbor. It's just some, it's a challenging thing and I know this is a very long process of learning how to do that. And in church we can be taught to pray and to live in this, you know, this reality where we're just constantly spiritual and the spirit's always with us and we're always loving and kind. But that's not reality. Maybe for a couple of you, if you think that you're living a perfect life, then 
you may want to take a step back and look at areas where maybe you're not perfect. But I think probably 100% of the people listening to this can say, yeah, I've got some work to do there. I love prayer so much. And it's a wonderful thing. And I believe in prayer. And I know that God listens. I know that. But I also believe that he has given us ways to be helped to learn how to do that in addition to just praying. Right? This takes practice. Well, what are we practicing? Are we just practicing consistency? Yeah, that's that's true. We need to be consistent. But there are so many tools that can help us get there. And I think the talking stick, even though it sounds, it's not something you're going to like necessarily talk about in Sunday school. But this helps me love other people because it makes me, it forces me to step back and listen. Yep. And by listening to other people, it goes back to that pyramid that I've talked about before, where the foundation is you see the goodness in others. And you, when you see the goodness in others, you want to develop a relationship with them. When you get to that point, you want to listen and learn from them. And then we teach. Only when we get to that place where we're wanting to be inspired by other people can we really be inspiring. So I think this is a really good way to learn how to love other people especially your spouse. Yeah. If you're not listening to your spouse, it becomes very hard to love them. But I think just like what you said, in general, if we really want to become more Christ-like, if we're never listening to other people, it is really hard to love them. Because then I think it's so easy, that natural human side of us to be like, look what they're doing. That bugs me. That's so annoying. Why are they doing that? That's the natural man. But if you start incorporating the talking stick, you're slowing yourself down, you're listening more, that helps you love them more. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I'm just going to go over a few general principles of the talking stick, and then I'll give you the rules of the talking stick. <clears throat> so the general guidelines are if you um, are not holding the talking stick and you are not the one speaking, you are expected to be fully engaged in listening. You are to be actively listening. um, And you're not to be like thinking about your to-do list for the rest of the day or not thinking about what you're going to say next or how you're going to come up with your, you know, rebuttal. You're not supposed to be doing that or you're not supposed to be daydreaming. You're actually supposed to be listening with compassion respect, support, and with a desire to understand. Another principle is to make sure that you allow for at least a good amount of time if you're going to try to use the talking stick. It's not like, hey, we got 30 seconds. <laughs> there, and there's no set time. Um, and sometimes you can use it on the fly, like we did with the wallet. But in general, it allow for at least a good amount of time so that you're not looking at your watch the whole time going, hey, I've got to be somewhere. Let's hurry this up. Um, because that also sends a message like you have more important things to do than to sit and listen and talk through things. Another guideline would be to make sure that there aren't like a ton of distractions, like the TV should be off or the music the phone should be turned off or put away, you know, for that amount of time. Um, one of the main principles um, of the talking stick is that interrupting is not allowed. And this is part, this is the part that's hard. 
And this is where the very natural and human side of us wants to pipe up. And like you were saying, it kind of forces us to slow down and actually listen. And this is what can really change our hearts is when we do this. So interrupting is not allowed. Um, Another principle is that when the speaker is holding the stick, when they are done speaking and they feel that they have said what they needed to and they feel heard, they are the ones that take the action of passing over the stick. It's not that the other person's like, it's my turn, and they reach and grab for it. They ha- Everyone has to be patient and wait till the stick is handed over to them. And then the final principle is that um, to prepare what you want to say ahead of time. Usually you're going to kind of know that, hey, we might use the talking stick later on. You might have a quick discussion about that. Um, and it's an opportunity to come to the table well prepared. So that when you do present things, you don't need a 30-minute speech. It can be kind of succinct. It can be clear. It can be respectful um, and not overreactive or from a place of anger. And I think this is so important because it can be hard for any human, even with the best intentions, to listen to someone just talk for like 30 minutes straight. That's really hard. And it's a high expectation that most people aren't going to meet. So as we go through the next part, I think it's really a good idea to think about what you want to say in a way that's effective and within one to two minutes. Yeah, I think that really forces us to look inward and say, what's the best way for me to say what I need to say without a 30-minute vomit. Yeah. Do you have any, um, anything to say on that before I give the, the actual rules? No, just give the rules. I, I'm going to save what I have to say until after you're done with this. Okay. So I'm just going to go over the rules of the talking stick. And they're pretty easy. You don't need to get caught up in the you know the formality of it. But rule number one is that there's only one topic discussed. So when you decide to use the talking stick, we're not going to talk about 10 different things. It's one topic, and both parties need to agree on what that one topic will be during that discussion. Rule number two, just make a decision who's going to go first. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Just decide. Rule number three, only one person can can talk at a time, the one holding the stick. They get to speak their side of things on the topic. When they are done sharing what they wanted to, they get to pass the stick to their spouse. And this is where rule number four comes in. When the second spouse gets the stick, they don't get to just jump in right away to what they wanted to say. It's not quite their turn. They have to do something first. And what they have to do is reflect back what they heard their spouse said. Um, When they're done kind of giving their their summary or their reflection of it, they have to ask, was that correct? Did I get that right? Is there anything, any details I'm missing? You know, um, did I understand it right? And then they pass the stick back to the first spouse to say, like, yeah, you got that right. Or let me clarify this you know, a few points or you got the most of it. I just want to say this one thing to make the correction. 
Um, so then the first spouse does that, and that's rule number five. You either clarify or you share more details. Um, then you kind of do that back and forth, right? This first spouse, let's say after the first round, um, almost everything was correct and almost everything was correctly understood. And let's just say there's like a few more details. They're holding the talking stick. They're sharing those last details. They pass the stick over to their spouse. Their spouse kind of, you know, summarizes those final things and say, did I get it right? Pass the stick back to the first spouse. And they go, yes. You can do that as many times as you need to till it's all clarified. This is maybe one of the most important parts because this is where you make sure that you're on the same page. Yes. As you go through the process on that topic. Yeah, because this is a lot of people may want to rush through that like, I don't need to know that detail. But some of those details are the thing that is making the difference. And so it gives each person to say the opportunity to say, did I get it right? Is there anything else that we need to make more clear? So there's a lot of back and forth right there after the first spouse has taken their turn and spoken their piece. So once all that has become you know, more clear, crystal clear, then it becomes the second spouse's turn. So now the second spouse, they get to hold the talking stick. And before they jump in, they thank their spouse. Hey, thank you for sharing that. That's probably not easy to say those things or whatever it is that they want to say thankful or say that they're thankful for, they get to say at that point. Then it is their turn to speak their peace. They get to share all their thoughts, all their feelings, all their points of view on the one topic at hand. So they get their moment and then they pass the stick over to this, the first spouse who gets their opportunity to summarize. Once they've shared how, if they heard it correctly, they get to say, hey, did I get it right? Are there any details missing? Pass the stick back. And then the second spouse says, yes, you got this point right, but let me clarify this. So there it goes back, back and forth again under the second spouse's turn to make sure that there is full clarity again for how they're viewing things. So it becomes very balanced, very equal. Both sides are get to sharing are able to share what they want to share about the topic. Then comes the, the final step. This is the last um, step. Um, and this is brainstorm solutions. And this is pretty much done in the same way. The first spouse says, hey, with this situation, they're holding the talking stick and they say, these are some of the ideas I think would be helpful. They get to share them. And then they pass the stick back. You clarify if, you know, the second spouse understood the ideas or if there are any more questions that are needed. Then the second spouse gets the talking stick and they say, hey, these are some of the ideas that I have thought about that might help with this challenge. And they get to go through and explain some of their possible solutions. And the first spouse gets the stick and makes sure that they understood it or asks for clarifying questions. <clears throat> and then a decision is made. 
on which solution to go forward with. And maybe it's a combination of two solutions or maybe it's one or maybe it's like, you know what, we're we're not coming to a solution right now. We're going to need more time. Let's come back to it tomorrow. So I think we also need to be able to be willing to say it's okay if we don't have an answer right now, even though we're using the talking stick. I think it's important to know that the goal of the talking stick isn't that you have to come up with a solution right then and there at the end of it. You can still have total success using the talking stick, even if you don't decide on a solution right then. Because now, let's say you can't make a decision, you guys can both think about it for 24 hours. You can think about the ones you came up with and your spouse. You can pray about it. Think about the pros and cons. You can do whatever process you need to do. You have time. And then you can come back to it and say, you know what? I feel a little bit more like this now and get right back into it. So my hope for you, and I want to offer this, is that it's okay to not have a solution right away and just in feel successful in the process of using the talking stick. And I know you're going to say some really good stuff too. And I just also want to point out that if it feels a little awkward at first, that's totally normal. And it's totally okay. And I just want you to take a moment to think back like when the like the first time you were learning to read. Okay, that felt difficult and it felt awkward to make your mouth form in certain ways to produce certain letters and sounds. And the first time you rode a bike, it probably felt awkward. Uh, Maybe the first time you drove a car probably felt awkward getting behind a wheel. It's okay if using it feels awkward, but don't stop doing it. Just know that it's supposed to feel weird at first. It's supposed to feel... Sometimes people will say, well, that doesn't feel natural. Yeah, so what? Playing the (laughs) piano or the guitar or whatever. None of that. None of those things are going to feel natural. That's not a reason to stop. It's the reason to go, oh, yeah, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel unnatural at first. Yeah, that's okay. That's part of the process. And then keep using it. Intimacy feels weird for many people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yet we're still trying to get there and still trying to make it better and improve it. Yeah. So for everyone listening, when you try doing this, have confidence if it feels awkward to keep doing it. There's nothing has gone wrong if it feels awkward. Nothing has gone wrong. It's amazing. Um, Well, I just want to say that things like this that we do a podcast on, as we get our website completed, we're also going to have um, those that you know, want to get on our website, we're going to have areas where you can get some free resources. And this is probably one of those things. So we'll continue to keep you updated. But I just want to give a quick update where we are going to our goal is to have our our websites um, up and available and um, and that will include online courses and some other things that will be ready, we believe in October. We don't have a date yet, but we're on track, we think for October. And so stay stay tuned for that because there's going to be some really good tools and some really uh, more in-depth um, lessons and tools available through that as we develop this. And so we've come quite a long way on that. So we're excited to be able to launch um, some real help for, for people who are struggling with some of these things. So keep that in mind and just 
to tie in at the end of this podcast, in the high-performance coaching that I was trained in, there is a couple sections. The first section is called influence, and I've talked about influence on this podcast in the past, but there's also what um, we we call the per- persuasion formula, and this ties right into the talking stick because when you're talking, right, you're trying to persuade the other person to something, right? You're not just talking about nothing. You're trying to get your point across and your opinions and all that for a purpose. Let's just call it what it is. We don't manipulate. We don't lie to get our way. We don't make other people feel guilty for, you know, we don't use victimhood or anything like that. That does not help. But we are trying to persuade. And as someone who, you know, has had a lot of experience with, you know, not necessarily arguing, but trying to discuss and trying to negotiate terms for things, you know, from a legal perspective and also from a business perspective, there are definitely... Um, things that work and things that don't work and just yelling and trying to get your way really most of the time unless you have the ability to force someone else to do something it doesn't work and it is not the way that we are trying to live our lives we're trying to do this in a loving way and so the persuasion formula goes something like this it really is three parts and it's simple the first is acknowledgement right the listening part is critical like Shelly talked about But the foundation of all persuasion rests on our ability to acknowledge others, to explicitly share our understanding of and appreciation for their realities. If I don't feel like you're acknowledging where I'm coming from at all, then I'm just going to give up. Like, you don't care what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. We must acknowledge other people's challenges and struggles and their successes before attempting to make a request of them. This is back to the pyramid. This is listen and learn before teaching. You have to have the desire to listen and learn from that person. So the acknowledgement isn't just words. This is why below that level of the pyramid is the relationship and to be able to see the goodness in that person. And if we're talking about your spouse, If you don't care what they have to say, if you just don't even see any goodness in them, you got deeper problems, right? There's, if you just don't care about that person at all, then you got some challenges that we probably aren't going to help you fix. We can help you fix them as far as your thinking goes, but if you have no interest in what they have to say, then take a step back and think about why and what you need to do to reset. So... The acknowledgement piece is huge. And I, I love that you're saying that that's a huge part because I think a lot of times when you're coming to a discussion with someone, you you want to end up with things going your way. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are like, well, I want it my way. and But just being angry or being a bully about it is never the way that it works Like for true genuine persuasion and i love how you bring up acknowledgement and that ties into the talking stick when it says reflect on what your spouse says like give your summary acknowledge what they're saying and what they've gone through like that that's huge that acknowledgement if this is happening both ways if the husband and the wife are both acknowledging each other from a place of true desire to understand them and to want to serve them. Like, this is one of the greatest ways to serve in a marriage. How do I serve you? 
well, I, I want to love you the way that I'm, I want to love you, but I can't do that. But I, first of all, don't have a desire to know what you're thinking and the way you're feeling. I want to help. I want to be helpful. And so the only way I'm going to know how to be helpful is, first of all, and this is, I think, the last podcast, the question is, how am I a problem for you? Asking that question, but also, what is it that you really, what is it that I can do to really help? And acknowledging is huge, okay? So that's the first step. If you're not there, you cannot persuade unless you have this acknowledgement. Of course, when we're talking about a business environment or something else, it's going to look a little bit different, but it's still the same thing. So this is for both spouses. It is critical. And if you can do this first step, you can do the next two for sure. Yeah. The next step is ambition. Next, as we're talking, we must also stoke that other person's ambition for a better future. As we do that, we can gain greater persuasion by sharing explicitly how their actions and even how our own actions, right? Acknowledge our own too, as a team, how this can bring them or us greater intrinsic and extrinsic rewards, right? So personal meaning, passion, enjoyment, um, and then explicit you know, appreciation or whatever it is, or more organization or more flow in our lives. I mean, we have to stoke that ambition in ourselves and the other person. And you do that by sharing examples and how this is actually going to work for our benefit. And I'm not just beating you over the head saying, this is the way it should be. This is the way it should be. No, when I'm talking to you. I want to have this as my desire is to help you see the benefits that I see. Yeah. And you may still disagree and you're going to still disagree with some of them, but that should be my purpose. Not just to, Say, if you don't do this, then this is going to happen and all the negative things. No, let's talk about the positive things that come out of this conversation that we're having. And in my persuasion, I'm trying to help you see the positives about this for well, you and for me and for us. Well, and I think this is such a good, um, such a good point because a husband and wife, they're not the same person. And so when you're talking about this side, like, let's look at the benefits. I'm only my brain. And so how like some of the benefits I may see are probably limited um, in compared to the benefits you see about a certain point. And so by you being able to share like, hey, I think this would be awesome for these reasons. I actually love it when you do that because I'm like, I never would have thought of that because I'm only my brain. The same goes for me. And so, you know, you're... We're going to start sharing some um, short videos as well, like on social media and stuff, and really short videos. And this is actually one of the videos I'm going to do first. I actually have done this. I've created it, and I'm going to start putting out a video every day. And you're, I think you're going to do the same as we get closer to um, to our, I don't know, what launch. Our, our launch. But this is a really quick one. I'm going to do a video of this. So, so stay tuned for that. And we're going to... Through this podcast, we're also going to link back to our website so you can find all this information. But the last one is really important. Whenever you hear the word affect, right, that really just means emotion. Like, we're not talking about effect, having right. an effect. It's, it, it relates to this, but affect. We don't want to have a flat affect, right? We want to overlay all the communication that we're talking about with actual emotion, 
And what kind of emotion do I want to have when I'm sharing this? And I think that's really important because when I overlay all this communication with a high dose of affect or emotion, I can it can be anger. Right, which probably won't be super effective. Or it can be just passion. Like, I really, really want this because, you know, we have to feel something from each other. I mean, heck, we don't, we don't want to just be cold and we don't want to be... Um, Cold shoulder is a good way to think about flat affect. I mean, man, I'm going to make all kinds of assumptions if it's that. So it can't be nothing. And I don't want it to be anger. I don't want it to be negative. But I want to like help persuade you with some some passion. And that can be different. It's going to be different for every single person. But we have to share stories or utilize our tone in order to make people or my wife or my husband feel like wanting to do something on an emotional level. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want to push you away. I want to bring you closer. And so this is this can this can come from spiritual experiences too. Like you can or or the light of Christ that helps us to love in in a certain moment. And I'll tell you when when we have a good conversation and we both feel emotional about it, it tends to be memorable and it tends to spark in each of us a desire to compromise too yeah this isn't about me persuading you to do what i want this is about persuading us to find that ground where we can make some real improvements yeah and when that happens i'll tell you um for for me i just i know when i'm doing this right i know that back to the kind of the topic of this podcast in general, what gets you in the mood? This gets you in the mood, but it also gets me in the mood and it brings us closer. And this is the talking stick and this persuasion formula together. I mean, we all disagree on things and let's let these disagreements bring us closer together and not push us farther apart because these are opportunities for us to become more united I don't care what the disagreement is. I don't care what it what the topic is. I really believe that these skills bring us closer together. And it takes some practice. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to this isn't magic. This takes effort and it takes decision making and it takes commitment. But as you do this, I can I actually feel like I can promise you that if you do this with full integrity and a desire to find better solutions it will bring you closer together and it may take a little bit of time but i've found in our experience as we do this right we have greater levels of intimacy and all levels of intimacy not just the sexual that's part of it but we feel closer and i know that you will too and so again i'll i'm going to put a plug in here also for women who are listening to this who just you want your husband to do certain things. So I'm trying to help men open themselves a little bit more to being a better husband. And so as our websites get completed, I hope that you'll, maybe the minimum you can do is just give them my website and just say, hey, check this out, right? Because I'm going to try to help you there too. 
So that's all I have to say about about that. But I love the talking stick and I love the persuasion formula. And I think it's super important that we take it seriously um, and use the tools that are there. And I believe that tool these tools are given to us as as truth and they can be uh, they can augment our spiritual journey as well. Awesome. Well, I hope this next week that you guys will be able to use um, one of these two techniques and tools and see how it can improve your communication um, with anybody. It really can be used for anybody, but since our focus is on marriage, I hope that um, as you give it a go, that it will help improve your marriage just a little bit. And I know that as you keep trying, the efforts will pay off. Because remember, the more you restore that type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join us again next week.